uh, a time a few years ago, we lived in the land in an older home. And in the backyard of that house, there had been an old cinder block pool. Some of you old Florida folks may know what that was like. And it stuck up about 12 inches above the grass. It had been filled with sand and then capped off. So it was like a standalone patio. That's what we used it for. We had lawn chairs out there and a grill and that kind of stuff. And, and the grass grew right up to the edge of this raised patio in the backyard. And in normal Florida rains and everything, the, the grass was nice and lush and green. But I noticed that when we went through a dry spell, all around this patio, the grass would turn brown. And it wasn't until one time when I was doing some work in the backyard and I was wanting to dig around the patio, my shovel hit something hard, and I found out that there was a cement deck all the way around this elevated patio. The grass had grown completely over it. You couldn't even see that it was there, but there was no depth to the soil. It was, the, the grass was growing right over the cement so that when it was dry, it would be brown. That's what Jesus was talking about with this rocky soil. That some people's hearts are like that rocky soil. It seems like they receive God's word with joy and with interest and they embrace it and it's exciting, but there's something that's hard underneath and it, and it can't take root and it, it can't grow and, and eventually it withers and, and dies. Looking again at the farmer, Jesus said there's a a third kind of, of soil. It's good soil, but it's soil that in, in the preparation for the sowing, the farmer has treated the weeds by just kind of cutting them off at the top, and he's left the roots of the weeds down in the ground. And so when the seeds take root, when they germinate, when the plants start to grow, the, the roots of the, of the weeds are still living, and the weeds grow up too, and you can see those green weeds in the, in the heads of wheat. And what those weeds are going to do is they're going to steal nutrients from the soil so that the, so that the um, grain won't thrive. It won't produce a yield, Jesus said. And the, the connection here, as he explained the meaning of this part of the parable to his disciples, is that some, some of our hearts are like that soil with the weeds, that, that it's, it's good soil, ready to receive God's word, but there are the, the cares of the world, of, of finances, of relationship stresses, of ambition, of desire for power and influence, and, and we get ourselves so burdened down with all of these other cares that it chokes out the fruitfulness of the Word of God in us. We get burdened down, and so we just, we can't get anywhere in life. I thought this was a great image of uh, the way we tend to burden ourselves. I mean, that, that poor donkey is not going to get anywhere very fast because he's just got too much stuff going on. He's weighed down by too many concerns. Finally, Jesus said there is the fourth type of soil. It's good soil that the farmer sows the seed into. It is rich soil. There, there aren't, it's not packed down. It's properly prepared. It's, it's not rocky soil. There aren't weeds there. And the seed that gets sown there, a crop comes up, and it's a beautiful crop, and it's a, a fruitful crop. Now, in Jesus' day in Palestine, a, a 
average yield would have been about seven and a half times what was sown. A good yield is about ten times what was sown. But Jesus said, seed the, the seed that falls in good soil produces a yield 30, 60, 100-fold. Jesus was clearly trying to impress on his listeners this fruitfulness that comes from the soil of a good heart receiving God's word and being fruitful and multiplying. It, it made me think of back when I was in fourth grade. Teacher was trying to teach us suburban kids about dirt and plants and growing and stuff. And so she passed out different seeds to different ones of us. And, and we got our little plants, our little pots with the potting soil in it. And we put our seeds in there. I got a couple of cucumber seeds. I was, I was excited that I got cucumber seeds. I thought, wow, cucumber, very versatile. Looking forward to that. You know, you can, you can slice it up and eat it raw. You can make dill pickles. You can make sweet pickles. You can put it on a salad. Lots of stuff you can do from a cucumber. So planted my two little cucumber seeds in the cup of dirt and uh, put it in the window with all the other kids. And, and I was so excited when my my little cucumber plant started to grow. And as we cared for our plants and, and we, we watched them grow, and I had to, had to transplant my cucumber plant, and, and it kept going. And, and then at the end of school, at the end of that school year, we got the, my cucumber plant was really thriving. We got to take it home, and my folks took one look at it and said, that plant is it's big enough, it's strong enough, we're going to put it right in the backyard. It's going to do great. Or we had some of that... We had some good dirt in our backyard, and so we planted it there. Cucumbers are vines, you know, that runs everywhere. My cucumber, it exploded. It climbed the fence. It, uh, I, it, was going, it was like the cucumber that ate O'Hare Airport. It was a thing of beauty. And, and that summer, it produced more cucumbers than we knew what to do with. I ate so many cucumbers. I, I don't really like cucumbers anymore. They're just... Um, but, but I learned a lesson about fruitfulness. And that's the point that Jesus was making for his disciples, that when our hearts are good so, when we receive God's word, when we allow it to take root and grow up within us, fruitfulness, true fruitfulness is a result. And so, so how do we apply this parable in our lives. And, and in order to understand, I think, what Jesus' main focus is, I'd like to look at what's around a particular passage. And, and just after Jesus explaining the parable of the sower and seeds, he talks about letting the light of your faith shine. Putting it on a lampstand, not putting it under a bushel basket, not putting it under a bed, but let the light of your faith shine. And so I think what Jesus, an important part of what Jesus is saying is that each one of us has the opportunity to be the sower, to spread the seeds of the gospel, the good news of God's love for others in Jesus Christ, to, to share that in, in what we say and in what we do, and especially here in the garden. You know, one of the main purposes of the garden here at Church of the Palms is to reach out to folks in our community who are disconnected from church, who may feel distant from God. And simply by sharing the story of 
what our faith in Jesus means to us, inviting them to come and be a part of what God is doing here in the garden. Or maybe you have friends who you know, that they're not going to come to church no matter what kind of service it is, even if it's a, a very modern service like this one. And, and that's why I think we are doing things like this, our, the Thursday evening group that is, that is beginning. We're kind of combining Life Tree with a small group that Pastor Joe has been uh, connecting with in recent months, and it's, it just started last week. It's a, it's a place to come to enjoy food together, to listen to music together, to uh, discuss, to, to talk about spiritual things together. There are ways that God gives us the opportunity to, to scatter seeds of our faith in Christ. Because the reality is that we never know what's the condition of the soil of someone else's heart. But God knows. God knows. And through this parable, Jesus calls us to be those who scatter the seeds of the good news. Who knows? God might use you. What you say, what you do, who you invite to lead someone to Jesus, to change a life for the sake of Christ. So sow and scatter. May God bless each one of you richly. Amen. Am I supposed to stay here, Megan? Okay. I was supposed to stay here last service, too. Now, about a month ago, I asked for a dance.